Please welcome to our morning show an individual whom everyone knows, Mayor Jacob Fry. Good morning, sir. Fry Fridays. Hey, that's right. Fry Friday. Happy, happy Friday, Freddie. Glad to be with you this morning. I want to talk to you right after the top. We spoke with the executive director of the Association for Black Economic Empowerment, or I'm sorry, the Association for Black Economic Power, their executive director, Deborah Hurston, and she was talking about the breathing life into a brand new credit union. And she is saying that they're they're trying to put things together to garner city support. What is your position on that, sir? Well, of course, I am supportive of black financial credit unions. In fact, you may recall just a few years ago, we put about a million dollars in total into Village Financial uh, Cooperative. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously that go-round didn't work. I think we learned some lessons from that. We would need to make sure that any of these credit unions are properly capitalized and they've got the requisite amount of money uh, so that when the city goes in, we can actually make it a success. So, of course, I'm, I'm supportive as a general rule, but if we got to dot our I's and cross our T's here. Exactly. And talking, I, I understand that uh, you're ready to talk to us about the state of the city. When is that coming? Well, the state of the city is coming up here on Wednesday, April 27th. I believe, Freddie, that you are the first person to get that news. Uh, and I think this is an exciting one because our city is coming back. You feel it in the air. Spring is here, but also we're at the tail end of this pandemic. And obviously it's been a long haul for Minneapolis, but we're feeling really optimistic here and we're going to have a strong message to send. What are the key indicators that uh, tell you that the city of Minneapolis is on the proper track? Well, you know, obviously this is anecdotal, but uh, when I go over to lunch in the Skyway, the the lines at times, they are out the door and down the hall. Uh, I was out just last night and the downtown was was bumping, Uh, you know. I don't think I've ever been so pleased to sit in traffic during rush hour as I am right now. And the lack of parking spaces, uh, uh, while they are at times frustrating, now's the time when you can kind of revel in it. Uh, so, yeah, you, things feel good. They're coming back. Granted, we have a whole lot of work to do. But, you know, it's okay to be optimistic. It's okay to be happy. And I think the Timberwolves showed us that just the other night. Let's celebrate a little bit. Indeed, their second playoff in and in 18 years, I believe it is. The last time was like four years ago. That's got to be exciting to you as the mayor of the city. Yeah, you know, I was out at the bar watching the game, and people were celebrating like it was the world championships. And you know what? I think that's awesome. When Pat Bev jumped up there on the on the uh, on the chair on the on the table and, and started cheering, swinging the shirt around. I mean, that's something that I think we should be proud of. We should celebrate. It's been a long haul here, and I think it's okay to be happy. We should revel in the success. Well, speaking of excitement in downtown Minneapolis, uh, last night you had people rounding the building of the Armory, waiting to get in to see a Grammy Award winner. Uh, that's got to make you smile when you drive through the seats, uh, city of uh, Minneapolis, especially downtown. It does. Obviously, the last two years have been tough, and people haven't had the opportunity to visit with friends and family as much. People haven't had the opportunity to give someone a, a hug and, and a loving touch, and I think people are they're, they're yearning for that human contact. They want to experience the city again, and, you know, it's been a while because, you know, we've all been, been sitting on our couch watching Netflix for however long, uh, but now you start to remember all of the wonderful things that we love about this city, and there's a whole lot to love. 
A lot of folks are concerned about public safety, and uh, Chief Arredondo is no longer with us. We have Amelia Huffman in her in his place now. But you're also looking to bring in a new chief. Tell us about the progress uh, and the steps that have been taken so far to bring in a new chief of a police for Minneapolis. Absolutely. This is among the most important positions that we will ever select, and uh, we're going to be really intentional about selecting this next chief uh, as it's going to be extremely consequential. And uh, the more voices that are centered, the more uh, community members that are heard out as to what characteristics they want to see, uh, the better. And so, yeah, we are... uh, we are moving forward with a number of listening sessions hosted by Councilmember Latricia Vita, who holds, uh, who uh, chairs up our public safety committee. We're going to have one listening session in every precinct in the city. The first, by the way, is going to be on the north side uh, on April 18th. Uh, and so they'll provide the characteristics for the chief that we're ultimately going to get, and then we're going to go out and vigorously recruit. Talk about Campaign Zero, the new score for the new warrant and entry policy. Well, we're thrilled uh, and, and pleased that uh, Campaign Zero, uh, which they, they run the data on these policies, compare them to other cities, and we have the, the top or most restrictive uh, policy of any municipality in the entire country with a score of 9.5. Uh, we wanted to make sure in this policy that it was protecting both uh, the general public Uh, It was protecting civilians and police officers when these search warrants are executed. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I talked about the policy itself last week with you, Freddie, or the week before. Uh, But, you know, obviously it's a sign that we're on the right track. Are we there yet? No. You know, policies are ever-evolving, and they change based on both the times and the data that we get in. Uh, And so, uh, but in this particular case, the, the, the policy, we took a really big step. Last comment this morning, on a just slightly lighter note, that uh, for the first time in a couple of years, the city council met face-to-face, even though they were wearing masks and so forth. That's got to change the, the entire dynamic of, uh, of a strong mayor now and uh, working together with the city council. What was that like? Well, I've been back in City Hall. I've been in City Hall every single day pretty much over the last couple of years. So uh, from my office's perspective, there wasn't a lot of change for us. But now we've got 13 council members that are there in person down the hall and they're meeting in in public as well. Uh, I I think think it's a good thing. Um, You know, it sets a tone, uh, not just in our city enterprise, but also for the rest of the city when, you know, council members are walking around, they're getting lunch in the Skyway or, or outside, they're hanging out. Um, and also it gives public the opportunity to engage in a different way. Um, goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway, uh, when you are providing testimony or you are holding a meeting online, it just takes on a dramatically different feel. And so this is just, you know, one more signal that things are coming back. Another wide-ranging interview. We don't talk often enough, but thank you for being with us this morning and sharing your thoughts with our audience this morning on KMLJ. You got it, Freddie. Happy to be here. All right. Take care. That's Mayor Jacob Fry.